welcome to another episode of the Leadership Download. Here with my good friend Travis Van Dusen and uh, myself, Cameron Singh. Um, so today we're going to be talking about delegation, and of course, delegation as leaders uh, helps us do our jobs more efficiently and also helps uh, develop our team. But today we're going to focus on um, the red flag that delegating uh, won't work. Yeah, thanks, Cameron. So, yeah, I, I mean, the past couple of podcasts we've been doing, we've really been focusing in on, I believe, things that are going to help us not have as many headaches when it comes to our management style. You know, last week we talked about, um, you know, learning how to, you know, m- manage the decision processes, problem problem solving down the chain of command to ensure that, you know, problems are being solved at the closest place possible to the problem and that not every problem lands in our lap and that we don't become managers that are, you know, only, uh, you know, solving problems all the time. And this week we're leaning into delegating. We'll probably touch base with this on a couple podcasts, but today we're really going to lean into, you know, red flags, uh, you know, that delegating won't work, you know, and I, and I, we kind of, Got the idea for this podcast from a a blog post that was written a couple of years ago by Mark Cole from the John Maxwell team. And I, I thought it would be good to kind of go through some of that content and just kind of review it and just thinking about uh, when, when, how does this, how do we know when delegation is going to work and when it's not going to work? And one of the first things that uh, Mark points out in the delegating process that, you know, is a major red flag that it's not going to work is when you delegate too much at one time, you take a list and you do a drive-by shooting, basically of just dropping a bunch of stuff in people's laps. And you, you think you trying to empower people, but you're actually just overwhelming people. Cameron, you know, have you ever seen this happen? Yeah. And, and oftentimes, you know, we find ourselves sometimes and I, I know I found this out early, uh, you know, transitioning to a leader is uh, we often just delegate the easy work, try to get all this easy work off our plate. However, the easy work may not be uh, uh, developing our people or our, our teams. And uh, with delegation, it's supposed to help the overall organization where it is helping us efficiently do our jobs and lead our teams, but also uh, developing our teams, which is, of course, our goal, our ultimate goal as leaders. Um, but I think the the key to delegating properly is uh, empowering our teams, right? Empowering our teams to be able to try certain things out or go for a certain challenge. Uh, maybe it's something that they're not too comfortable with or not too confident in, mm-hmm. in their own ability. And they might surprise themselves or you yourself might be surprised with your team members. Um, and it is truly being a, being um, a coach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, I want, I mean, if you could just think back for a minute to one of the last times, you know, something was delegated to you and you kind of felt like it was a, a drive by, you know, it was like, you know, someone dro- drove by, you know, and just, you know, threw something out the window at you. Uh, without giving you much explanation, you know, that is a pretty much a guaranteed way that, that failure is going to happen. Um, we have to be make sure that we don't we don't do that. Oftentimes, uh, leaders leaders do this out of a desperation state. 
they've got themselves to, into a you know they've they've put themselves into a, a situation that has uh, stressed them out or put them into a, a time frame or a turnaround time on something that is not realistic anymore, and then the then they rush to just begin delegating off stuff that they need help with. But if if you're doing it last minute, it's it's never going to work. A second, a second piece that he talks about here is 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 a major red flag is when you view delegation as an event and not a process. You know, there's a huge difference between delegating and dumping. You know, we kind of touched on that in the first point, but people need to know what a good job looks like before you pass it on to them. They need to see what does the job look like when it's done successfully before you put it in their lap. If they don't, if they don't know what success looks like, they don't know what the end game looks like. It's going to be really hard for them to get clarity on what they're where they're really trying to go. Yeah, Travis. Um, this takes me back to uh, an experience a couple of years ago, um, in in transition of uh, that particular job. Uh, I came into a seat where everything went through the leader's desk meaning um, there was really no delegation and I was overwhelmed because everything and anything just came across my desk going on at that particular location. And I got overwhelmed and the only solution was to delegate, but how to properly delegate. Because one thing that I, I had to learn is you work towards people's strengths. So, yeah. Um, I, what I did is I didn't see it as an event, but I looked at it as a process. So I had to plan myself, you know, how things are going to move forward within this organization or location. Um, and how are you going to use your, each, each of your leadership members, um, efficiently and how are they going to develop, uh, you know, where, where do you want them in terms of their their development let's say a year or two years uh, and it truly is a process um, now delegation is not going to be easy for us as leaders um, and I, I think what we have to do as leaders is set the right expectations uh, we can't expect people to work like we do i'm one that i'm very particular when it comes to my work i like being you know putting my 120 percent you know, being proactive, getting things done ahead of time, but not everyone works that way. Mm -hmm. And that's often a challenge for us, for us as leaders is to expect people work like we do. And um, I think we, we talked about in a previous podcast, we have to give that room for failure. And our role is, again, to be that coach, to be that coach guiding our team members um, through the process of whatever you're delegating to them and it's for their own good it's to help develop them it's just not these tasks that you're giving them just to get off your plate yeah i think there's kind of a key word that's arising here it's you know it's that think forward thinking in in that process you if you are waking up tomorrow and immediately delegating a project out to someone you are not doing this the right way Learning, delegating properly, delegating successfully is actually thinking about it from a long-term perspective of, you know, if I work with this person, if I invest my time in this person, 
if I work day in and day out with with these different individuals and their areas of strength, areas where they can succeed, and over time I begin to set up a kind of a plan to to do you know to allow them the opportunities to to grow, and then I see they have they see they have the ability to do it, and they begin to do it on their own with me watching it. You know, John Maxwell a couple of years ago you know wrote a book, the the Leader's Greatest Return. And in that book, he 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 put a uh, kind of a process that he sees of how the delegation process, the modeling process works. And it basically goes through five basic stages is basically you start with I do it. You know, you begin with what we, we all go through. You know, we're doing all the work ourselves. And that transitions to step phase number two that says I do it and you watch. I'm still doing the job, but now you're observing me doing the job. Step three is we do it together, side by side. Now we're both touching the project. We're both working on things together, side by side. The fourth stage is you do it and I watch. So now you're doing the work by on your own, and I'm just observing, make sure it's done correctly. And then the fifth is you do it. And you can honestly take that another stage and saying eventually you do it and you have somebody with you. And that's kind of how this whole process works. When you learn to delegate from that perspective, it, it changes everything. It's that understanding that it's not going to be a, a it's not a it's not a race. It's something that's going to be steadily developed day in and day out. Um, we have to understand that it's it's a process, not an event. If we begin to if we go into it thinking it's an event, it's a major red flag that the delegate is going to fail. The third piece we talk about here is you, if you when you delegate. When you delegate something without explaining it, you know, oftentimes I, I, I've seen this before where maybe you tell your you tell your admin or you tell someone in your team, hey, don't forget to send that email every Friday at 2 p.m. And for them, that is just another thing to check off the list of tasks they've got going on that day. It's just another thing that's going on. Or maybe you're delegating to them to, to you know, to you know, to supervise a specific project that's going on in the team. But until they know why, the why behind why it's important that they get this done, it will not fully activate their awareness of the importance of what they're doing. Um, so it's super important that we don't only delegate, but we, we, we also provide some feedback and provide some extra information on why we're delegating this to them and the importance of what we're doing. Yeah, Travis, uh, this takes me back to an experience um, when I was in a manager and training program, um, you know, learning kind of the business side of, of, um, of in the industry I work in. And um, there were a lot of things being delegated to me. And I always was asking, why, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do we pull up? x report or why do we have to send out this email every friday like you said and once you start to understand the reason behind it it definitely provides more clarity and purpose to uh what you're delegated and um it sparks various ideas of maybe finding a fit more efficient ways of doing things you know there's now this new generation coming out with new technologies you know we're getting heavily reliable on mobile devices and there's always going to be someone that finds a, a better way of, of doing something that we might have been used to for a couple of years or several years. 
Yeah, absolutely. 100%, 100% true. I can remember when I, when I first came at GM for the first time and I was getting ready to move into that slot from um, kind of an operations supervisor, operations manager role. And, and one of the things I didn't fully grasp at the moment was the importance of balancing a P&L. Because up until then, I was so, so heavily uh, anchored in the operations part of the business. You know, so all I was looking at was stats on, you know, what was our, de- what was our delay, delay performance? What was our, you know, our turn time? What was our, you know, how long did it take us to arrive to the flight? I was so focused on that aspect of the job. And, and if I needed a tool or I needed a resource, I was adamant about, you know, why can't we get this extra piece of equipment? Why can't we get the extra, you know, the extra staff members added to the to the process? But it wasn't until someone sat down and explained to me, you know, this is what the numbers we have to meet to actually be profitable as a location. It wasn't until someone sat down and explained to me that, you know, this is how, you know, what the this is the numbers we have to meet to to be able to, you know, make the business profitable overall. I would have never fully grasped that until it was fully explained to me. Um, oftentimes we come in with a lot of blind spots. And, and a lot of times when we're calling someone up to do something um, new, they're going to be very unaware of a lot of the the uh, ramifications or the uh, expectations and really a lot of the things that could happen if they don't complete this task, some things they may have saw is not that important that are important uh, at, at the higher level. Another way he talks about that we can know that there's red flags in our delegating is it's when we only delegate down and not up or sideways. Delegation can happen to, ha- happens not only to the people who are under us, our subordinates or the people that report to us, but Delegating is also a key factor in um, and also to delegating to our superiors or delegating to our peers in uh, in our organizations. Um, this is super important to remember that, you know, there are many tasks, there's many jobs, there's many things. I've got to check off a list on a you know weekly, monthly, daily basis, whatever it may be, that maybe there's someone above me, you know, that I report to that has quicker access to getting approval for whatever I need approval for. Maybe they can get the process moving much quicker than I can because they have, they have a different level of access. Or maybe there's another peer on my team that has more experience in, you know, doing a specific task and can do it in 30 minutes where it's going to take everybody else six hours. If we're only delegating down, it's a major red flag. Cameron? Yeah, uh, the delegating sideways. I, I really learned that over the last year on on how to delegate my with with my colleagues. And I found that, uh, you know, everyone has their strengths. And if you build upon everyone's strengths, everyone has their own um, spheres that they take charge of. And if I know if I know one of my colleagues is strong in a certain task or area or expertise, I, I often will delegate it to you delegated that task to them and then they'll, they'll delegate back to me something that they know I'm good in or, um, and then it works vice versa. And then 
that's how you end up developing a good team of your own, a good leadership team is when you know how to build on each other's strengths. Um, and uh, another good thing to um, look at is delegating up. And I know that's a unique, something very unique and probably uh, we don't look at it that way, but sometimes our leaders can do things uh, so much more efficiently instead of us spending you know, three, four days working on something, they could do it in like a day or an hour or it'll take just one email to get that done. And, um, and then we are the ones watching them do it. And sometimes we learn that way by delegating up is when we watch them do something once and then see, you know, what that process is like in that leader getting something done, whether it's a task or project, and then the next time then doing it ourselves, or maybe it's doing the same delegating up just because um, that leader can do it best. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just thinking about that, that's a process that a lot of people don't think about. Delegation is not just delegating down. It's, it's delegating across, it's delegating up. It's using the things we have in our, the people we have in our lives and in our organizations to the advantage of, of making our lives easier, making more time for the things that we really need to focus on. And that fifth and final, that fifth and final area of red flags for delegating is you you close a meeting without using the three w's and i really love uh using talking about the three w's because it's something that i've learned to use um in my meetings because how many of us have had meetings before where we where we've talked about the problems we, we've talked about solutions we've we've put stuff out there we've even put a plan together and, and everything's come together and we leave the meeting feeling really good about the situation. A month rolls around and we're back at that exact same table again. And that exact same problem is on our agenda. Well, a lot of that comes from the fact that we have not used the three W's. The three W's are who is going to do what by when. Who, what, and when. When we, when, when we, if when we learn to delegate well, especially when in a meeting setting, it's going to be very important that we use the three W's. We need to know who, what, and when. If we can't set those three parameters, then the, it's almost a guarantee that the, the delegating process will just fall through. Yeah, you make a good point on this. Um, you know, and it really starts with accountability and um and setting the expectations if we don't have expectations in let's say a meeting who is doing what by when um let's say we want something done by the end of the week and uh no one follows up at the end of the week um then that problem is not going to get solved or it's going to be something that becomes worse mm -hmm. or that, that issue is just deepened and it's like digging your own grave sort of um so it's very important that when it comes to delegation we set the proper expectations set the proper timeline follow up and uh what's that term trust but verify absolutely that's uh that's very critical when it comes to um certain things that we might as leaders may be held accountable for but we took the decision to delegate it is to trust but also verify um yeah 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's important for a multitude of reasons. It's really hard for me to help you as a, as your leader, as your manager, if I don't know who's responsible. So if we've delegated a, a project or de delegated a process to a specific person and, you know, I've got that written down over the period of a week or a month or, you know, over the period of time, I can check in with that person individually and see how they're doing. I can offer my assistance. I can, I can, you know, provide resources to that person directly. But I also know who I need to call when the, the process is not getting done. I also know, I, I know who is the point person. And I also know who I, who, you know, who should be providing the feedback and who, who do I need to be checking in with instead of it being a process where we all walk out of the room and, you know, we're, we're all uncertain about who's responsible. We have full clarity on this has been given to, you know, to you, Cameron, and this is your responsibility. And this is what we need to have done. And this is when it needs to be done by. Um, and now, you know, now I know I can, I can come and check in with you, Cameron. Hey, Cameron, how are you doing on this? What you need help? What resources do you need? Instead of it being this broad scope of the whole team kind of waiting to see who's going to take, take on the role. And then next month rolls around and the same problem continues to arise. It's not, it's not even began to be delegated until we've gone through the who is going to do what by when. So Cameron, final thoughts. Mm, I think really it's going back to what we, what we talked to in the beginning, because it's so important is that, um, that as leaders, um, our primary job is, is, is dele delegating. And, but the purpose behind delegating is to develop our team and if we're not developing our team then why are we why are we here as leaders um and our our responsibility is to be that coach um leave that room for failure and um it's in the end it's going to help you as a leader get better um as a leader get better and probably more efficient rather than taking all, all of the leadership load on your own but you also see um, your team developed and they'll rise to the occasion, hopefully with the proper coach in place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, as we just kind of wrap this up, you know, talking about this idea of, of delegating, you know, as you go through this process of learning how to delegate in your own life and in your own career, um, you know, maybe make a list of these five kind of red flags and make sure as you're, going through this delegating process that you don't make any major mistakes or you don't, you know, accidentally fall into one of these traps that we've discussed today. Um, but I think if you can navigate well and you can use these kind of red flags as a tool to, to see kind of where you are, you know, in, you know, if you're closer to where you need to be or if you're further away from where you need to be, and then you can gauge and, and kind of make your adjustments from there. So as always, if you found this video valuable, if you found the content valuable, please, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. If it's on Facebook, drop us a like, a comment, and share our content wherever um, you deem necessary. We thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the Leadership Download, and we'll catch you next time on the next video. Oh, 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 oh,